0: I am in hopes that all is going well with you. And I know God is still in the blessing business. So I hope you're getting some. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I know God's been blessing me, blessing my family. And uh, just having, just living and breathing and waking up every morning, breathing his air is a blessing. Amen. Uh, having him to talk to is a blessing. Having him as a shoulder to cry on is a blessing. Hallelujah. I always say Baruch Tadana. I It means bless the Lord, bless the Lord. I know when I was younger, I used to always hear older ladies say, bless, bless God, bless God. Bless the Lord. Amen. Bless the Lord. And now I see why as they got older, they saw more and more where God was in their lives, helping them in various situations. Amen. So I say, bless the Lord, God almighty. Amen. Welcome to Micromana through New Birth Ministries with Reverend Essie. And I would like to speak today on the book of Psalms, chapter 3, Psalm 3. And before I do that, I'd like to open up with prayer and invoke the Holy Spirit, because without Him, it's just a bunch of words, amen? Father God, I thank you for this time to be able to speak your word. I thank you for the wisdom that you give us through your Holy Spirit things that the flesh cannot understand. Speak to us today, Lord God. Teach us your word. Show us those things that you would have us to know. And for that person, that special person, that one person even, that you may want to hear this word, Lord, lead them to this word, Father God, so that they can hear from you. Somewhere somebody has been praying to hear from you. Somewhere somebody wants to hear your voice. God, there's so many false voices out in the world. And even there's so many people who think they're doing good, but there's so much world blended in with it that it's not doing anyone any good. And the things that they are saying, the people can get from the world itself. It's gotten to the point now, Father God, where uh, we down here as human beings are blending your word with the world so much that People don't even attend services anymore. People don't even want to hear prophets and preachers anymore because they don't know what to believe. It's too much like the world. So you said, be holy for I am holy. And we are praying today, Father God, that more Christians, more believers will show themselves not just to be believers, but to live holy as well. People are trying to throw holiness out the window, and that is not a good thing. We are nothing without you, Father God. You are holy. You are holy. You even told uh, Moses, take the shoes from off of your feet because you were standing on holy ground, not worldly ground, not your own ground, not j- any kind of ground you want to stand on, but holy ground. It was special because you were there. And this is what happens to us. If we don't realize that you are not there and people, there's so many churches and people in Lodabar, Father God, because you aren't there. They don't have you in your rightful place. My God, my God. And and Lord forgive us. I ask you to forgive us for these things and, and send somebody, send that apostolic correctional um character to these places and show them that they are not holy and they are in a lodabar because they are leaving you out of everything everything. Hallelujah. It's gotten to the point now where preachers are afraid to cry out. They're so busy appeasing to people and try and pleasing people, trying to please man that they don't speak your word outright anymore. There were times where Jesus, Lord, you turned to tables. You turned to tables on people and we can't turn pages of the word on people. Please help us down here. Father God, And Lord God, for for all the uh, uh, prayer requests that we've been receiving, we lift them up to you and and we give them to you in your hands, Father God, because we know that you're still in a healing business and you're still in a restoration business. And we are asking right now, Father God, that you restore all of those people that are going through um, this various um, um, heartbreak down here health issues, loss of loved ones, lack, intimidation. Those have been called into ministry and they've been intimidated out of the calling. They allowed it to happen. We ask that you give them strength, Father God, and for those sick and shut in, those older people, the elderly that don't have anybody to run to the store and get some milk for them or or help them to pay their bills or, 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 or cook a nice meal for them and those that don't care about them and the young Generations that are laughing at the older generations, Father God. I just saw a video where, where teenagers were laughing at a man who was drowning in, in the river, and instead of helping him, they filmed him on their cell phone and laughed and cussed and told him they he had no business getting in the water. It's getting bad, Lord, just like you said it was going to get. And I pray right now that you cover all of your loved ones, all the ones that love you, and worship and praise you. Cover us with your, with the blood of Yeshua Hamashiach, Jesus the Christ. Cover us with the blood. Give us that. As my friend Janet uh, Janet Gill said, that Janet, Janet Belgrave, that hedge of protection. Amen. Give us that hedge of protection, Father God. Uh, we need you, and we without you, we are nothing. We can't do it without you. So, Father God, uh, that's our prayer for today. It, it, fill me up with Your Holy Spirit, Lord God, and and let Your Word speak through me. Holy Spirit, use me and speak through me in Jesus' holy name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. God is good. God is good. He hears every single word that you say. And I hope right now that none of you are out there thinking that you're not good enough and he's not going to hear you and God doesn't want to have anything to do with me or I sin so badly. I'm, I'm afraid. I'm ashamed of myself. Well, you're supposed to be. You're doing the good thing, actually. That's the right thing to do. Now, if you're not ashamed of yourself, then there's a problem. There's too much vanity and pride in there. See, Jesus died on a cross for that. He died on a cross for you to repent of your sins. And when you feel bad for something that you did, that's exactly what he wants. He wants you to come to him. Because when you admit that you've done something wrong, okay, Jesus, and you repent, okay, and Jesus will hug you and, and he wipes the slate clean and starts all over. Over, as though nothing happened so don't let anybody talk you out of that okay learn to pray keep praying to him every day the bible says pray without ceasing and that doesn't mean constantly have your mouth moving or anything but just think of there is a scripture in here and i fell in love with this scripture and i don't know if i'd be able to find it now but the scripture says that we get do you know do you get blessed just by thinking about the lord just by thinking about god i'm trying to see if i can find it here You get blessed just by thinking about the Lord. I can't find it right now, but when I find it, I'll put it on the uh, video. I'll put it at the end or something somewhere. But just thinking on Him. Think on Him. The Bible says, think on these things. See? See? Think on these things. I mean, think think about lovely things, just things, pure things. That's what God wants you to think about. Because as long as you think about these things, the enemy enemy of your soul has no room to to bombard you with crazy thoughts, thoughts that just pull you down and negative thoughts. Amen. You don't want to be negative anymore. Negativity is not good. You can't get in heaven by being negative. Amen. So let's battle that. You and I both, okay, there's nobody that's better than the other. Let's battle that and win. As the song says, all we do is win, 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 no matter what. Amen. You and I are going to win. Actually, you know what? You know how I know that? Because I read the end of the Bible, and the Bible says we won. Through Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Christ, they call him, we won. So stop. Th- Listen, I even have something right here on my computer, and I taped it to my computer. There's so many notes taped on here, and it says stop Oppositional and adversarial thinking, and then I have Matthew ten thirty six and Colossians one twenty one. We have to learn to stop oppositional and adversarial thinking. When you stop thinking on the negative, the negative will not come. It will have no room to come. If you're filling your mind with so many good, positive things, laughing, having a good time, sometimes with your friends, being silly, and, and enjoying life, and, and just living and thinking about beautiful things. The love does exist. Beautiful, happy things do exist. And when you spend, when you exercise your mind and you do those things, negativity has no room. Amen. Amen. Right. Amen. Negativity has no room. Now I'm going to read Psalm three. And, uh, it, it goes like this. There's only eight verses to Psalm three. David is praying here for divine protection. And this is one of the reasons that I wanted to do Psalm 3 today. Father God, help me with this um, in Yeshua's name, because we all in days and times like today, we all need divine protection. And I'm sure you listening, you need divine protection. Okay, and um, it says when he, a Psalm of David, when he fled from Absalom, his own son, Absalom, his own son, tried to take over his kingdom. And I know that a lot of us are going through things where you wonder sometimes if your kids are even on your side, <laughs> you know. Oh, I'm not saying I'm not I'm not saying it for personal reasons, but I mean, don't you sometimes wonder if the people in your life that are supposed to be on your side it makes you wonder are they even really on your side? There are people out there to they want to take your place and step in your shoes and, and steal everything off of you and, and just throw you to the side and take all your witty inventions and your ideas because they and they hang with you just because they know you have witty inventions and ideas. See, David here was a king. An intelligent king and a good fighter, an excellent, excellent fighter. And Absalom, his own son, wanted to take his place. Okay, see? There could be people in your own household, people in your own family, your own bloodline that want to take your place. And so here is what David prayed. Now before I read this, um, I want you to understand that David was praying this before the installation of the Holy Spirit, the new dispensation. Okay, this is the Old Testament before uh, Jesus uh, sent the, even before Jesus was born. Jesus came out of David' loin down throughout his generations, and, and this was before Jesus gave us the Holy Spirit. Okay, so David here um, is not praying uh, to the to the Holy Spirit. Okay, he's praying to the Creator God that. he him and his forefathers knew about. Okay. And he says, Lord, how are they increased to trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. Many there be which say of my soul, there's no help in him in God. Selah, which means think about that. But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory, and the lifter of my head. I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hills, Selah. It means think. Think about this. I laid me down and slept. I awaked, for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people that have set themselves against me round about. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for thou hast smitten all my enemies upon the cheekbone. Thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly; salvation belongs to the Lord. Thy blessing is upon thy people. Selah. Stop and think about all that David is saying. He's he's taking breaks here, even when he's saying this. He's got a couple different topics in this in these uh in this one little chapter here um of these verses these eight verses. Okay, first he's saying. He's saying, Father God, there's so many people there. there." When he says, Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. Okay, right here, David's feeling kind of bad because his son's trying to take over his kingdom. Actually, Absalom tried to kill him. Tried to have him killed. Imagine you being in a, well, a lot of you are, heads of households. Uh, male, female, mother, father, okay, grandmother, grandfather, and vice versa, Uh, whatever, but you're head of household, and somebody in your, you're doing good, People like you. You got it going on. You have your holiday parties, and and you ha- you cook good food, and you're raising raising the children. That your family is the, to the best of your ability. You're trying to keep shoes on their feet. You've struggled all throughout the years. And when the babies cried, you gave them a bottle. You gave them milk. And when the children were hungry, you gave them food. You did some out outlandish things just to get food for your children, just to get food for your family. There are some things that people have done. That they haven't told just to take care of their household. And that is okay. That is between you and God. And and, uh, you did a good job. I just want to say that to a lot of you out there. You may not have heard this from anybody else. But as long as you are on here right now listening to God's holy word, you did a good job. Okay? Uh, You prayed. You talked to the Lord. If you didn't, you wouldn't be here now. Okay. If you, like I said, even if you didn't say anything audibly, I'm sure you thought about the creator. You, 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 you thought in your mind, you had a uh, mental conversations with the Lord. Uh, okay. And then all of a sudden along, okay. Along comes this one person in your life. They grew up, they got older. Okay. And, uh, they got a little a little taste of adulthood, a little smell of adulthood, okay? And, and they got that oppositional thinking, that oppositional, well, um, oh, there's a word, I can't think of what it's called, uh, defiance, okay? You have this person in your life that suffers from oppositional defiance, which we know is not of God. You say yellow, they say green. <laughs> you say come in at 10, they come in at 3 in the morning, and the whole family sitting up downstairs on a sofa waiting for them to come in. Some of you probably had to call the police to see where your child was. Okay, some of you fell out with your child. Okay, all of a sudden this person just does not, they don't, you wonder even if they still like you, they're so oppositional towards you and they won't listen to anything that you say. Remember when older people used to say, as long as you're under my roof, you're going to do what I say do. And if you don't, you can get out. That was back in the day. That was back before Uncle Sam stepped in and caused all our children to become spoiled because they would put us in jail if we corrected our children. Amen. But there was a time I remember that if you turned on it once the uh, once the street light outside, excuse me, got to get comfortable. Once the street light outside came on, we had to run home. That was that was our light. That was our time. Okay, that was our signal to come home. But it's not like that anymore. Okay, so now David has his son trying to kill him, trying to take over his kingdom. And David worked hard uh, for the people of Israel. He gave his all in all. David killed lions. He had killed Goliath. Okay, David went through a lot. And he took over kingdoms. He took over cities and towns and countries. David was awesome. He just had that anointing on him. Uh Uh-oh, but here comes the enemy. And won't the enemy do it? Won't he use somebody? And and especially if you're in the ministry, okay? I don't know if you knew this or not, but David, I think, was one of the only ones, or the only one, who was priest, king, and prophet at the same time. He had three, he, in, he operated in three offices. And and, and won't, won't the enemy do it? Won't he come in and try to just tear your playhouse down, so to speak, right? So, David's on a run, and he's talking about uh, worldly hosts, and he's talking about his, uh, now, you know, you, you hear that, okay, worldly hosts, we know what that's talking about, enemies came in, spiritual enemies, not necessarily physical enemies, you know, it always starts in the spiritual first, if somebody dislikes you, or somebody tries to do something to hurt you, you can best believe it started in the spiritual first, and the spirits used as people to aggravate you. And he's talking about his soul's enemies. He says, many there be which say of my soul, there's no help for him and God. And I've had people say that about me before. God's not going to help you. Where's your God at now? And, And you feel really bad when people are saying this until God steps in and shows them where he's at. Did you ever have that happen before? Did you ever have somebody taunt you? Did you ever have somebody say, mm, they're not going to get any help. I don't know who they're, who they think they are, but mm, if God helps them, he'll help. He'll help anybody. You know, he, he, you don't have to be holy to get help. You ever hear somebody just talk and smack on you? Okay. And this is what was happening. David had many enemies and, and people said, there's no help for him and God. If you listen, I'm telling you this now. After verse 2, reading verse 2, if you listen to your enemies speaking all that negativity, you listen to them and you will start to believe them. Okay? So, you know, Hebrews tells us that without faith, it is impossible to please God. Do not ever lose your faith and your hope in God. If you are going down for what you think is the last time, hold your take a deep breath and hold your breath until you black out and the next thing you know, you'll see the hand of Jesus reaching down to pull you up out of that muck and that mire and that water and to save you. He is there. I, I heard a preacher used to say all the time, he used to say, God is an eleven fifty nine fifty nine 59 God. And I, re- I never understood what he meant by that <laughs> until I figured out, I was like, oh, wait, one more second would make 12. There are some of you out there that need to learn to wait for that one more second. Amen. And I mean that. I, I know you hear preachers talking and we say things and sometimes it sounds so smooth and easy, but it's real. We tell you these things because it's true. Just wait one more second. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. It doesn't say they that renew their own strength is going to do good. (laughs) It says they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Okay, and verse three it says, "But thou, O Lord, art okay." Now this is where David begins to praise Him. David starts it out by telling God what's going on, his problems. He's sharing it with the Lord, and he's telling him all these things are happening. He's got a lot of enemies here now, okay, and he's also. You ever hear the song "I'm Running for My Life"? He he's running for his life. Okay. And verse three, then he begins to praise him. He said, but thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory and the lifter of my head. In all of his misery, David is still exalting God. He's telling God about how he is his you are my shield. In other words, what David is doing is he's he's speaking out in a flesh and what things are happening to him, and and people are trying to kill him and take over his 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 kingdom and his and his ministries and his, his women, his city, town, everything, take over Israel. But then he's still in all of his misery, he still exalts God. And this is what we should do. How many times have we gone through misery? Messes and got angry, got upset with God and left him out. Let's be real. Have you ever done that? Have you ever gotten so angry with God? Have you ever, have you ever been, uh, you know, somebody told me one time that you can always tell when it's the enemy because everything happens all at one time. He tries to bombard you and confuse you. Did you ever have so many things bombard you sometimes in your life that you're like, uh, God? You are, you are real, right? <laughs> do, can you see what's ha- do you see what's happening to me? Did I do something wrong? Is and and what gets me is the preachers to say your prayers only went to the ceiling and back. And, you know, it's just like sometimes I hate to say it, but sometimes when my sisters and brothers hear a little cliche, they preach that thing to death. And you know, your, your prayers don't always go to the ceiling and bounce back. God heard you. He heard you. God's going to answer you 115959 59 on his time not yours. You just have to hang in there and wait on the Lord. Amen. Amen. So David is praising him. Listen when things happen to you, continue to praise God. Don't let the enemy steal your joy. You sing, you praise, you put on your praise music, you watch your, your Christian TV and listen to some good tapes and preachers or some listen to something that is encouraging and uplifting that will edify you. Amen. That is truth. I'm not just saying that because I learned encouraging, uplifting and edification. No, I'm not saying that because I learned the words. I'm telling you this because it's the truth. OK, if you listen to, to, to music that just cusses and says weird stuff all the time, you're going to end up you soak it in. You know, your brain's going to soak it in. So what do you think you're going to end up doing? Same thing. All right. So and uh, what is a confirmation? I think I think they call them con- morning confirmations or something. You know, I, I know some people that uh, I know a lady that has a television show. Um, and she we're in business together and she actually teaches people like more affirmations. That's what it is. Morning affirmations. And I stayed in a hotel with her back in April down in Atlanta, Georgia. And she got up in the morning and she wasn't showing off. She, as she was getting cleaned up and taking a shower in the morning. She was literally saying, I am beautiful. I am intelligent. I am a child of God. I am rich. I am, um, you know, she kept saying very nice things. I'm, I'm, I'm awesome in Christ Jesus, you know. I, I'm, I'm, the, and it was, I, I, and she was really doing this, and and I, I was like, well, you know, I was learning from her. Right? So do that, you know, get continue to do your your affirmations, not just in the morning, but in the noon and at night. Continue to say those good things because once you listen to the voice of the enemy, your your head, your as they say, what your gut your gut, you got gut, right? Okay, You got gat, whatever they say. All right. But in verse four, he says, um, I cried into uh, verse four. I cried into the Lord with my voice and he heard me out of his holy hill. See, when you cry to God, God hears you. There is a place in the book of Revelations that tells us that God puts your tears in a bottle. And he really, really does. But let me ask you this question. People say, oh, that sounds silly. Oh, God, don't do that. Let me ask you this question. Why not? Think about it. He created everything. you telling me God can't put our tears in a bottle? Uh, what, is it too silly for you? you? You see what I'm saying, guys? You understand? What <laughs> is it too silly for them to think that God can put our tears in a bottle? Come on, he's God. He'd do anything he wanted to do. Hey, Amen. Cry unto God. And, and he says your prayers are heard. It says your prayers are heard here. And and he, he sacred places, Okay. Out of he, came, he heard God heard your cries from His sacred places. Amen. And David said, "He's trusting now. He said, "I laid me down and, and slept. I waked for the Lord sustained me. OK, God will preserve you. As you sleep, God are you here today? You didn't die in your sleep last night, right? If people knew what God delivered them from while they were snoring and spitting all over the pillow, some people, right, and making noise, some people snore real loud, and and while you're knocked out, you'd be surprised at the things God and his angels saved you from, okay, and that's not to scare anybody, but it's the truth, okay, and he laid down, slept, and he got some good rest, okay, the Lord sustained him, he's thanking him for his divine support, and this preservation, verse six. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people that have set themselves uh, against me. Roundabout, David is showing his confidence in God. David killed lions. He killed bears. He killed Lord only knows what else he killed out there—scorpions or whatever out there in the desert with those sheep, guarding the sheep. This is what pastors do. They guard the sheep, and they get, they they kill all that mess. They kill anything that comes along and tries to eat the sheep the sheep up, right? at least good pastor should if a pastor allows any kind of mess to come into the church uh th- is dividing the church and, and 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 causing schisms and isms then that pastor got he, he needs a letter from the apostle paul okay a letter of correction amen <laughs> something needs to be said okay or you need to have a private church meeting, okay, <laughs> I call a it church, a private church meeting because something is wrong. Timothy got letters from the Apostle Paul. I got two of them, 1st and 2nd Timothy, because Timothy had some stuff. He was a young pastor, and he had some stuff going on in his church that wasn't right, and the Apostle Paul corrected him. Timothy is a derivative of timid, a very timid. seat Some people, there are some pastors who are very timid pastors, and they don't do what they're supposed to do, and anything and everything runs along, comes by, Runs, runs past the church and stops, and, and, and goes in and sits down and calls it home. You cannot be timid. You cannot be afraid. You cannot be shy as a pastor. Okay, When you're dealing with the, the word of the Lord, the enemy is going to come at you full force. And you cannot stand there and say, please don't hurt me. <laughs> You can't do that. You have to stand there and say, just like what it let me see, what is that, what is that, uh, Jude 9? I think it's Jude 9. And and and, and um, uh, Michael, the archangel, was wrestling, uh, was, well, it wasn't wrestling. Uh, actually, the devil wanted to take Moses' body. And what did he tell him? Michael said, The Lord rebuked thee. That's all he said. The Lord rebuked. In other words, in in our in our in our day and time, we say, "Shut up, sit down, go away, leave me alone." This is what you should say whenever these bombarding thoughts come across your mind to mess you up and to hurt you and to make you cry. You had a good day, and now you're sitting down, 9, 30, 10 o'clock at night, and something really crazy comes by your mind, and next thing you know, you're sitting there crying, oh, blew your whole day, right? You know, just say, no, I'm not going to think that. That gets on my nerves. That is so old. That is 15, 20 years old. And I'm not going to sit here and cry over that. Right. That's what you should say. Go away. Leave me alone. You're allowed to. Okay. You don't say, please stop. I can't take this anymore. (laughs) No, don't be timid. Just step out and say, leave me alone. Amen. Next one. Okay. David said, he's not afraid of 10,000. Of course, he's fearless. He's fearless. And that's what you should be fearless. Now that doesn't mean being arrogant. There's a difference between being fearless and being arrogant. Some people are just arrogant. Uh, those people are just ignorant. Okay. Like negative comedy and they're negative comedic. is, Is that the word ignorance? Okay. Um, always they call it capping on people. Some people learn how to cap on people and capping on somebody. I mean, is is how you take up for yourself. Somebody says something smart to you. So you cap back at them and they say, well, ooh, your teeth are cooking." you look back at them and say, Oh, did you get nose work done? You know, that's capping on somebody. you know, and, but, and that's just arrogance, you know, um, learn how to allow the Lord to put words into your mouth. Amen. He, God said, I'll teach you what to say to man. If you trust me. And then verse 7 Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for thou hast smitten all my enemies upon the cheek. See, there he is right there. Thou hast smitten all my enemies upon the cheekbone. Thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly. Amen. God is a God of battles. God, he loves fighting your battles. It's not hard for him. It's not hard for him. God can sit on his throne with his feet on gold underneath him. Like we have our little slippers, our house shoes or whatever. God has his feet on gold. He walks on gold. And he just sits there and fights your battles for you. It's nothing to him. So guys, if you're, if you're making it look like it's hard for him, the Bible says, is there anything too hard for God? It's not hard for him. Ask him. The Bible says, ask, seek, and knock. Ask him. Ask Jeremiah 33, 3. Ask me. He says, ask me and I'll show you. Amen. And see, he he will break the teeth of the ungodly in your life. The people people who are coming against you. He will take the teeth out of their mouth where they can't even bite you good. They'll numb you. They're going to bite you and they'll be numbing. There's nothing there. God broke the teeth. OK, and don't you feel sorry for him either, because the first time you feel sorry for him, you buy him some false teeth. They're going to come and bite you with the false ones. Right. So leave him alone. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> hey, look. When God does something for you, leave it alone. OK, he, he doesn't need correct You don't have to go behind him and <laughs> correct it. Right. Amen. Keep continue on that good path and leave everybody else behind. It's not your fault that they refuse to believe in the Lord. Amen. And the last one salvation belongs unto the lord thy blessing is upon thy people that is telling you right there there's a lot in that in that paragraph i mean yeah in that in that paragraph salvation belongs to the lord he created it he created it for you he created it for us he sent jesus to save us OK, now, remember, these are pre-Jesus days before uh, Jesus was born in Matthew. OK, <laughs> OK. And now and, uh, and there, but still, God is known as the God of salvation. He has saved so many people. How many times did he save Israel? Oh, my goodness. Did you ever notice? Did you ever go through your Bible and notice that every uh, just about every chapter, Israel is captured by somebody? No, not every, you know, and Nehemiah captured. Okay. Isaiah, Jeremiah, you look by, they're they're captured by somebody. God was always saving them. And then what kills me is time goes by and they, they drop him and they forget about him and they go after, they go whoring after other gods, after the Lord did all that for them. Okay. Salvation belongs to God. He, he saves you out of every God can save you. He, he wants put it this way. God wants to save you out of everything negative and bad and evil that happens to you in your life. If you believe, remember Whitney Houston sang that song on that movie. What was it, Cinderella or think I hope I'm right. When she said, if you believe, you gotta believe. If you believe, if you believe, if is the operative word, if you believe, you got to believe. Even if you sit there and you hunch down, you close your eyes and you practice and you say, i got to believe, i got to believe. Lord, show me how to believe. Strengthen my faith. Strengthen my belief. And watch what he will do. Amen. And then ending to end, he says, thy blessing is upon who? The whole world. Thy blessing is upon sinners. Okay, it rains on the just and the unjust. We know that. But God's true blessings, full force, 100% blessings, is upon his people. I don't care what color you are, what country you came from. I don't care if you're the, the, the first Israelite or the, or the last Israelite, the black Israelite or the white Israelite. <laughs> okay, Amen. God's blessing is upon His people. Now my question to you is, are you one of His people? Have you accepted Yeshua HaMashiach Jesus the Christ yet? If you haven't accept Him as your Savior, just say Jesus I repent of my sins please be my Lord and my Savior and teach me be my guide fill me with your Holy Spirit so that I'll know true things real things good things straight from you thank you Lord for accepting me thank you for loving me amen and if you said that welcome to the family of God that's all it takes that's all it takes you don't have to jump around and turn around and foam at the mouth and fall on the ground to accept Jesus Christ. That's all All he wants to hear from your heart. Now, just don't say it because they're words. He wants to hear it from your heart. I want all of you to be saved. I want all of you to be free. It is my heart. I could say it is my job, but I don't want it. It's not a job. It is my heart to free as many people as I can. I know I'm not perfect. There's other people that preach a lot better than I do. Okay, never claim to be the best. Don't ever do that. There's always somebody that can take your place. Amen. And don't ever be um, unforgiving. I know some people, I have some people, uh, I know some people who are very, very unforgiving and they will let you know it too. They will They will die and go to their grave with unforgiveness and bitterness in their heart. But whenever you do something, they want you to forgive them, right? You ever have that happen, but they won't forgive you? Just pray for those kind of people. Amen. Uh, So find a Bible-believing, tongue-talking church. The ones that talk in order, not the ones that talk blah, 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 blah the, the, the Babel, Tower of Babel, not the ones that babble all while the preacher's preaching where you can't hear what the pre- preacher's saying. I've had that happen before, and I never went back. Scared me so bad I never went back. I couldn't hear what the preacher was saying. <laughs> so find a Bible-believing, tongue-talking church because your power is in um, your private sessions with God. Because when you're speaking in your tongue language, uh, nobody else knows what you're saying. The spirit in you, the little S in you, is communicating with the big S sitting on the throne with his feet on gold, okay? Amen. And welcome to the body of Christ. Um, I I thank you for listening to this. And uh, I wish you well, and I will always keep you in prayer. Um, Father God, I thank you for this word today. Thank you for those that are listening to this, Father God. Give them strength and strengthen their belief. And strengthen their faith and just give them a taste. Give them a taste and let them see how good your your word says, taste and see that the oh taste and see that the Lord is good. Give them a little taste, Lord, so they'll want more. Just more, more, more. Fill us up, fill our cups up, Lord. Fill us up so much that we have to give some to others. And, Father God, I thank you for this word. Father God, I hope that someone learns not to be timid anymore. And I hope that someone has a faith and belief that you are an eleven fifty nine fifty nine 59 God. And we thank you for being that way. You are so awesome. You're outstanding. Baruch Atah Adonai, we bless you. All day long, we bless you, Father God. And thank you. We just thank you for being God all by yourself. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. Uh, And always remember, Jesus is Lord. Reverend Essie signing off. God bless you. Amen.